Good afternoon, Peter Mullen. How did this work? You work for you work your butt off four years to get rid of me, and now Sarah's sick today. Now you're stuck with me again. G'day. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how it happened either, Mark. But, but you I'm, need some, I am actually happy to see you. You need some better management, is what you need. We'll we'll have our people talk to your people, and sounds good. They'll talk to each other. Sounds good. Uh, ordinary planning. Couple of dudes today. We'll be covering the topic of hot flushes. So uh, hop to it. It's such a big thing, and um, lots of great tips to share. That's it. That's the message. That's the message. <laughs> oh, gee, I've missed and, this. And whether or not you're getting hot flushes as well. We'll be oh. checking in on that one as well. Um, generally, what defines menopause, and what are some of the things that uh, some of the things that ladies go through during this time? Well, look, it's 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 one of those things that, like over the years, we've very much medicalized menopause. You know, we've made it into almost like a health complaint rather than. A natural a stage. process, mm. yeah, rather than a stage, and it is it's, it's it's tricky for two guys to be talking about menopause because we've got no idea, and we'll never have it, never, but no, but you know we'll all ex- experience loved ones that are in that space. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know the majority of um, patients that I see are ladies as well because they seem to be the ones more in tune and switched on about their health. Although we are seeing more men, but we might do andropause another day, male menopause. You'll like that one. Wait, that's a real thing? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, a bit like man flu. It's terrible, terrible. Gotcha. <laughs> um, no, right. no, no, but it is a real thing. But menopause. So menopause is a natural process. And basically, as um, we run women's ovaries, um, get to the end of their fertile years, and we run out of eggs, so to speak, the ovaries decrease their production of hormones, the f- fertile hormones. But what a lot of people don't realize is that those hormones don't just stop as the ovaries decrease their production. As we as women go through that change, other glands or tissues are supposed to kick in and continue to produce both estrogen and progesterone, as well as testosterone and other hormones. So the two glands that are supposed to kick in and support that change are your adrenals, which obviously are part of your fight or flight or your stress response. So for a lot of women that have a struggle or a challenge with symptoms at menopause, it's because when the when that switch happens and the adrenals are supposed to kick in and help produce hormone, they can't or they don't because of maybe that, that person's been under such stress for such a long period of time that that system's a bit burnt out. So statistically, a third of women breeze through menopause. And menopause is taken as being 12, one, 12 months since the last menstrual cycle is when they classify that someone, a lady, is in menopause. And... Um, you know, menopause symptoms can that transition can be classified as mild, and maybe a third of women breeze through change of life and wonder what all the fuss is about. A third of women have a mild to moderately difficult time, and this is where natural medicine, herbs, dietary, lifestyle stuff can really make a big difference. And then a third of women really seem to have a terrible, terrible time, and sometimes you do need a bit of intervention of some medical as well as some natural therapies. But um. Okay, so for those who are in those two, the latter two categories, uh, what are some of those symptoms that will become prevalent during this phase of life? Well, again, as that transition... Well, that sounded pretty good, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It, it did, actually. Yeah. There you You're go. Really on the ball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as that transition happens, like some of the symptoms women can experience are what we're talking about today, which is hot flushes. And, um, you know, us men, again, no idea, but for women, they can be terribly, terribly, terribly debilitating. I saw someone recently was getting a hot flush every hour, daytime and nighttime. 
Wow, so that's not so only that's unsustainable. Not, isn't not, it? Yeah, not only wrecking the day, but keeping you up at night. Yeah, and it's a it's a big factor with another one of the symptoms associated with menopause for a lot of ladies in, is insomnia or trouble sleeping when they've maybe never had trouble before, often due to getting flushes while they're asleep, but also because menopause change in hormone levels can affect sleep. Um, there's symptoms like um, increased anxiety, depression, headaches. Um, whole host of symptoms, vaginal dryness, whole host of symptoms associated with that change in hormone levels, which, as we were saying, is a natural process, but for some women, it's a, a really rocky, rocky, rocky road. So today we're talking about hot flushes is one of the most you know, annoying to debilitating to um, terrible symptoms associated with menopause. And hot flushes are one of those funny things that no one really knows what causes them. We suspect it's associated with a drop in estrogen particularly, but we don't really quite understand what it's doing to our temperature regulation. So our hypothalamus is... So if someone explained it to me like this once, and I thought this was a good way to explain it. So you and I and everybody has a temperature range. If we get if our temperature gets too low, we'll start to our, che- our teeth will chatter and we'll start to go blue and we'll really feel the cold. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll know you're feeling really cold. And we also have an upper upper limit where if we get too hot, we'll start to perspire and get hot and get red, etc. What seems to happen with menopause is that range dramatically seems to be decreased. At the top end. At the top end particularly. So it doesn't take, someone only has to get a bit flustered getting ready to go to work and that can be enough to trigger a hot flush. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard someone, some ladies say that if they have a hot drink, if they have a cup of coffee or just a hot drink, even a herbal tea, that heat is enough to trigger a hot flush. Um, One of the big triggers for hot flushes of a night time particularly, unfortunately, is um, alcohol. So a lot of times when, when we're younger, we think a couple of drinks and we sl- seem to sleep better. But as we get older, because the liver, and that's the other organ we think of when we come to menopause, we think about the adrenals and the liver because our liver becomes more sensitive as we're getting older. Um, the liver detoxes between, we say, between 1 and 3 a.m. of the night time. So a couple of drinks, liver working harder, that's often the times when you'll get a run of hot flushes. So for women that get it, are getting those nighttime flushes, not having alcohol of a nighttime can sometimes make a massive difference. Okay, so hot drinks and alcohol both out of the uh, picture. A journey through menopause and hot flushes today. So, Peter, we'll get back into a little bit more of that. Ron at Singleton. Ron, uh, we're going to a little part of the bo- different part of the body today. You've got a question on eyes for Peter. Yeah, mate. Um, just happened to watching Doc Martin last night. And an elderly lady, one of his patients, had little eye floaters, and he suggested to her that she, he, she should be on steroids or and something else to prevent um, blindness. Is this fact or fiction? Or um, well, look, it's eye floaters are a, a funny thing. It sort of happens as we get older. The most important thing, if you're getting like those floaters in your eye, you know, when you look and they sort of drift off to the side. Yeah, yeah. It's actually to do with aging in the eyes and things shortening and thickening. But um, it's always important, first and foremost, to make sure that it's not to do with a retina or something else. So always get your eyes tested or check that yeah, there's nothing more yep. serious going on. But as far as I know, steroids won't help with those floaters, floaters, no. And 
floaters due to aging aren't necessarily indicating or definitely not indicating that you're going to have eye trouble like go go blind down the track but always yeah. always get your eyes tested and one thing that when it comes to eye health there's a lot of research around vitamins and supplements and antioxidants for healthy eyes and probably one of my favorite things for healthy eyes is vitamin C Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do have my eyes checked every year now for the last yeah. few years. So. Yeah, no, that, yeah, was no bit, just... that was a bit more um, television licensed than the truth. And Ron, the yeah. other, and, Ron, the other thing we really want to know on that show is if um, Martin and Louisa end up together when they finally finish it up. So no, I, I won't give it away. But don't do that. <laughs> no, we're all re watching the reruns at the moment. Thank you very much, Ron. All right, Peter, let's uh, get back to it. Um, menopause and hot flushes. We've sort of covered what it is all about. Next, you want to look at some natural remedies uh, for some of the ladies today that might be in that space. Yeah, well, look, there's a lot of a lot of great things that can really help um, get those hot flushes under control. And as always on this show, you know, whenever I talk about a health condition or a symptom like hot flushes, it's always that holistic approach that gives you the best outcome. So, um, you know, things like initially trying to reduce caffeine can make a big difference with hot flushes going off alcohol, like and giving, you know, when I say stuff like that, people panic a little bit because a lot of these are lifestyle and habits that we've been doing for a long time. But well, at least, you know, at least a couple of decades, probably more. Yeah, so mm. when, when we talk about these changes, you only have to give up these things or go off these things for a couple of weeks to really see whether it's going to have an impact. And if it really helps, then your choice what you do. But sure. at least you know that that's something that's going to make a difference. Keeping hydrated is probably number one with hot flushes, which sounds a bit funny, but hot, hot flushes seem to be worse if you're dehydrated. So making sure you're drinking your two litres of water, get off the coffee and alcohol for a couple of weeks and see if that helps for starters. Now, my favourite supplement or nutrient for hot flushes is magnesium. Okay. And magnesium, it needs to be a really good quality, you know, practitioner quality mm -hmm. Magnesium. I prefer a magnesium powder, like a glycinate form. But um, magnesium can really help to somehow re-regulate that the body's reactivity to that narrower temperature range. And what's special in this space about magnesium? How does what is it that it is doing to help? Well, look, at, one of the things that magnesium does is it really supports our stress response. So it really helps with the adrenals. We may still get stressed with stuff, but we won't get that out of control stuff. Uh, out of control stress response so magnesium really helps with anxiety helps with sleep quality but um somehow it seems to help the brain to regulate that temperature range but it needs to be a good quality at the right strength um, the other thing that i recommend for hot flushes is some of the herbal formulas that we have um, from a tea point of view you can do things like um, uh, sage tea Sage tea traditionally, sage, the herb sage has traditionally been a good hot flush remedy as well. And then from a, um, a herbal point of view, as, as a naturopath, like we're also herbalists, so we'd make up a very specific mix. And some of my favorite herbs would be um, black cohosh, really helps to regulate that hormone response by being a phytoestrogen. And a lot of people are a little bit scared of this concept of phytoestrogens. Phytoestrogens are plant-based forms of compounds that exist in a wide range of like plants they're not actually estrogens they do bind to the the less reactive estrogen receptors in the body so they sort of tell the body that there's estrogen support there but they're not actually estrogen so 
they are safe to take, but if someone's had breast cancer and they're hormone sensitive, you've always got to speak to a naturopath or a professional about that okay. before you start taking herbs. Right. So a couple of things to keep in mind there. Good afternoon. Lynn, you're at Gresford and you're on topic today. What's happening with you? Um, I've had... I've, I've had the um, menopause at a very young age. So I was wondering, do, can you... Are there any other reasons for um, hot sweats besides menopause? Yeah, look, look there, Lynn, there, there definitely is. Um, it can relate to things like uh, having an overactive thyroid. Um, certain heart conditions, high blood pressure can be associated with hot flushes as well. Oh, right. Um, well, but I also, sorry, I also find that um, a lot of ladies, like I see ladies in their seventies that are still getting hot flushes. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a, I'm not quite that old yet, but I get hot flushes all the time. Yeah, and I thought. My menopause was finished, yeah. and uh, I just, I, stupid reasons, when I'm thirsty, when I want to go to the toilet, yes. that sort of thing, yes. I get a hot flush, and I come out with beads of sweat. Yeah, look, I, I, I think that in your case, that it's possibly relating to your nervous system. And there still could be a hormonal component to what's going on with you as well. So anything you do that like causes your adrenaline or nervous system to kick in, like you know rushing, rushing to go to the toilet, anything that turns on that nervous system response may be what's triggering your flushes. So I, I would suspect with you the way to go about trying to get some support there would be to go about doing things to support your nervous system, which will be, as I was talking about, a really good quality magnesium. And herbal medicine will be great for you to really try and support your adrenals and that stress coping response with maybe also a bit of hormonal support as well. We've been able to get, uh, navigate a pretty uh, okay discussion today on menopause and, <laughs> and hot flushes. So well done to us both. Give ourselves a well pat done. on the back. Yeah, well done to us. Uh, you want to th- quickly row through a couple more herbs that may help and then we'll just flick through, uh, flick through a menu. Yeah, for sure. And that's a little bit like what we were just talking with Lynn about earlier, like when, you, when you're looking at the hot flushes, it's trying to work out where they come from. Um, when we make up a herbal mix as naturopaths, like the three areas we'd focus on are the phytoestrogen herbs, um, support for the adrenals and the nervous system, and also always when we do a mix, we'll often put or nearly always put something in there from a liver point of view as well. So getting something a bespoke mix made really can help. Um, from a dietary point of view, we want to increase our omega-3 rich foods like um your salmon, hemp seeds, flax seeds. Um, we want to make sure we're getting plenty of calcium-rich foods for bone health, fish with bones, like, you know, salmon in the tin with the bones, broccoli. Oh, I get um, rid of the bones? Is that not good? No, you should incorporate those oh. bones because they're a great source of calcium. Like I'll, I'll Mash I, them up. You don't no, even no, know no, they're no, in no. there. I, I love, like, I mean, the tin of salmon every now and then, right? No problem at all, but... Even if I, even if one of the little round bones makes it into like the salad or the sandwich, even accidentally, I just it's like I can't deal with it. It's just got to go. Okay, I can't deal with it. I know you're telling <laughs> well, you me know, that's where the action but is. But if you mash it up without looking, you no, sort of those no. little bones will mash right in. I know, I know. And even when one makes it past the keeper into the mouth, I just <laughs> can't deal with. It. It's like, what? Where's the garbage? Where's the bin? 
Now, one thing we haven't talked about today um, is um, uh, soy products, and we might go into that on another topic. But good quality soy, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of good quality soy like tofu or tempeh, which is a fermented soy. Um, Asians, Japanese women use a lot of this in their diet, and they do have good um, phytoestrogen type effects. So don't be scared of good quality soy, um, but not not like you know cheap sort of soy stuff. And then from a lifestyle point of view, uh, yoga can make a massive difference with uh, menopause symptoms as well. Um, but just even going for a walk, uh, tai chi, pilates, uh, Epsom salt baths in a warm bath is good before bed. And don't have it too hot though because it may trigger your hot flushes. And what could really is coming more and more to the fore is using things like um, essential oils. You know, essential oils seem to be having a really good effect on brain chemical balance and hot flushes and insomnia and sleep and really calming the nervous system down. So if you've got a blend of essential oils, you can either, you know, put them on your pajamas or have it in a diffuser or even rub them on your soles of your feet can be really beneficial in getting better sleep. All right, so essentially uh, stay near the good stuff if you can, a little bit less of the stuff that we know is bad for us, and and, uh, if you get into a bit of trouble, try some of those herbs. Pete up, we've done it. We can put a full stop on it. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Lovely to see you. Nice to see you again. You should be back with Sarah next Tuesday for another Health and Wellbeing, mate. Have yourself a great week. Thank you, Mark. You too. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.